Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. familiar. 
I ask you to pray with us. We um, had a couple of moments trying to get here, but the Lord is faithful. Amen. Amen. I tell you, everybody decided to not go 85 tonight. <laughs> oh, man. We ain't going to talk about getting older and what happens when you're older, but <laughs> I just give God praise Amen. for his goodness and his mercy. I thank him for another year to be in the service one more time. And there is no mystery. One thing I like about here is that the Lord speaks to the men of God of this house. And there are times I don't have to so much wrestle with what we're going to talk about. I just have to wrestle with how we're going to say it. The men of God has already established the flavor for the house. So I ask you to get your Bibles and turn where you've been, James 2. And just bear with me a few moments here. I'm still trying to get in here. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're on that highway and you get where you're going, you, you have a, you have to meet a moment to just Amen. to get present. <laughs> but um, God is faithful and his word is true. And he, he won't, he won't fail us. So let's let's look at the word of God in um, uh, James chapter 2. And I'm gonna um, I'm gonna um, begin. I'm gonna begin at verse ten, even though um, scholars would probably say I shouldn't because I'm not gonna use all of it. But I just need to kind of set the stage for where I'm going. It says in verse ten, for whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Verse 14 says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Verse 15 says, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. The word of the Lord is blessed. I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go into the house. I got happy when they said unto me, I got happy when they said I got happy when they said unto me, 
Glory to God. As I look at this text tonight, my brothers and my sisters, I am going to try and make this as practical as I can, but yet um, expound on the scriptures that we've read, or at least the latter part of the scriptures that we've read, to kind of make this begin to make a little more sense. Um, many of you know that um, I am a bivocational pastor in the sense that I, um, I am pretty much full-time within the work of ministry, um, but I also have um, a state job. I also work for the state of South Carolina as a, as a counselor, as a, um, as, as, as a mental health counselor. And one of the things that is interesting in my job is that um, the path that people take to get to um, the qualifications for licensing and, and being able to um, have a license to counsel and to do those things is very different. And for me, um, I took the social work route. I, I, I um, got a master's degree in social work and was licensed in that, in that vein. Others have um, got master's in psychology or master's in counseling and did the LPC route and I did the LMSW route. And the one thing that differentiates between those two avenues is the philosophy or the theory of how we approach um, the aspect of, of ministering or counseling people. Um, as, as people who come from a counseling background um, or a psychological background, a lot of their premises are based upon theoretical insights. It is based upon theories that we have about how man thinks and how man does what he does. And from a social work perspective, we also um, 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 take those same principles, those same psychological theories, and begin to put them in play as it relates to um, understanding um, human psyche and understanding what makes people who they are, how people change their minds and change their habits and all of these things. But there is one thing that differentiates between social work and psychology. Psychology deals with the study of the mind, and, and, and while social work, yes, incorporates the study of the mind, we also believe in something that is called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to make this spiritual in a minute, so just hang with me. You see, we believe that, that you cannot begin to minister or, or to deal with a man's psyche if you have not yet first met his physical needs. So in other words, if a man is hungry, you're not going to engage him in a therapeutic process until you begin to give him food to fill his belly. You, 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 you got to stay with me because I promise you I'm going somewhere with this. You, you, you see, it's, it's very difficult um, if a person is homeless, if a person uh, has no clothes or no food or is destitute, um, to engage them in a therapeutic process where you're going to begin to analyze what makes them who they are and how they are when their stomach is rumbling and they're cold because they don't have a coat. Um, so therefore, you're going to have to meet the physical need before you will ever get to a therapeutic environment where you can begin to talk about psychological stuff. So, so, so a lot of people fail because they have a tendency to want to try to engage people and talk about their thoughts and their mindsets when the reality is I have basic needs like food, clothing, and shelter that have not yet been met. And so if my basic needs are not met, then how do you expect to engage me in a process that is supposed to change my thinking when all I'm thinking about is the fact that I'm hungry. I need clothes. I need shelter. I need all of these things that speak to security. 
and not so much all this other stuff you're talking about. Because one thing about mankind is that we understand how to survive, but we don't always know how to thrive. There's a difference in survival and thriving. Oh, come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you, you know growing up and when money was tight, you, you knew how to survive. You might not know how to thrive. You might not have had a bank account that was overflowing, but you knew how to keep things going. You, you knew how what day the light bill was due and how long you had to call in to get an extension so you could extend that a little further so you could do this, that, and the other over there. So we know how to survive. But sometimes what we miss is how to thrive. And I submit to you that the same principle is at work in the spiritual realm that keeps many of us in a place where we know that God will do it, but we have yet to see him do it. We went through a phase in the body of Christ where everybody was talking about uh, millionaire mindset. I'm, I gotta, I'm gonna be a millionaire, but yet nobody was concerned about finances. He can't trust you with a hundred dollars. So how is he gonna trust you with a million dollars? You're struggling with paying tithes on your six hundred dollars, but you're asking for six. 6,000. We, 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 we have this mindset. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a great husband. I'm going to be a great wife. And, and, and yet we spend no time in understanding the dynamics of relationships. We spend no time. The, 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 the man of God wants you to come in for counseling and to give you some tools and instruments that will help you to be successful in your marriage. But, but you don't need that because you got love. All we need is love. I love you. And you love me. And we're going to be happy together. But when the light bill do and ain't nobody got no money... As the singers of old say, love will bring good thrills, but it ain't going to do what? I see, I knew y'all knew y'all trying to act all spiritual up in here like y'all didn't know what I was talking about. Got all quiet on me and I, I knew you knew. <laughs> uh-huh. Love will bring good thrills, but it ain't paying no bills. And after a while... Love ain't enough. Because how many know we change? When you married her, she was a two. I ain't talking about my situation. I got to go home with that woman. I ain't talking about her. I'm talking about y'all. When you married her, she was a two. But 20 years later, if you still trying to love her based on her looks, you, you, you have lost the battle, bro. Because in, in, in this time, you, in, and it's just the same for y'all. Ooh, honey, 
And when I met that boy, he was so good looking. Oh my God, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep at night. You can't hardly stand to see him coming. If he's still there. Let me, let me talk to the wall back here. Y'all know good and well, some of y'all, if you could do it all over again, you tell that joker to keep walking. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't ask me my name, because I don't need to know you. But here you are, some years later, and because of what you went through, you are where you are right now. That's how come I don't show nobody. The person I want to talk to is the person who failed. The person I want to talk to is the one who went bankrupt. The person I want to talk to is the one who almost lost their mind. Why? Because they have an insight that some of us who've lived on the road of sunny, uh, everything being happy and good all the time, can't begin to identify with. There are just some people I don't qualify to preach to. Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, if you ain't never had a problem, if you ain't never doubted God, if you ain't never been in a place where you question whether or not you were in the right place, then I don't qualify to preach to you because there have been times in my life where I have questioned whether or not this thing was right. But bless God. Bless God, he reminds me every time you're in my wheel, you're in my way, you're in my hand, and where you are right now is where I would have you be. And so even in those moments when doubt would want to overtake me, I got his word that says eyes have not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the minds of men. The things that I promised you, the things that I have in store for you. Uh, every now and then he has to remind me of his faithfulness. But what I want to talk about tonight what about your faithfulness? What about your faithfulness? James, the writer, tells us what does it profit a man in verse 14. Uh, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says, I have faith but does not have works? In other words, the, the question becomes tonight, is it enough in this hour to talk about the fact that you believe God when you don't Live God. <laughs> Is it enough for me to talk about what I know God can do when I never manifest his doings? It comes a point in our lives as believers, and I know I might get stoned for this, but we got to move beyond just talking about faith. We're in an hour where everybody's talking a good game and everybody's doing what they think they're big enough to do and everybody's carrying out what their plans are and how they're going to do this or how they're going to do that. But yet, as believers in Christ, we sit up and talk about, well, to each his own. I know what I believe and that's all that matters because I know what I believe. But what you believe ought to, at some point, begin to line up with how you behave. What you believe and how you behave ought to at some point come in alignment with one another. Now, if I'm sitting here and believing God for a better job, it's, it's not enough to believe him for the better job. I've got to go out there and begin to put some actions in play. I, I need to go fill out 
a few applications. I need to go out there and, 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 make my, and make it known to somebody that I'm interested in a job in XYZ field. It does not mean that I'm not trusting God, but it means I'm doing my part to demonstrate that I believe God and in believing God, I've got to act on what I say I believe. If I'm sitting up here and I'm talking about the Lord going to supply all my needs, but I ain't getting up going to work, something ain't coming together here. It comes a point where if you believe God, then it, oh, I, I walk by faith and not by sight. Well, it comes a point where you got to have enough faith to get up and put them two feet on the floor and get dressed and drive over to that job and clock in and trust that God will take care of you to get you through that day. You see, it's not enough to say, I believe God. People talk about, I went to my mailbox and opened my box and there was a check that that happened something. Sometime, but most time that check from somewhere come on now God ain't dropping money out of heaven I didn't say he couldn't I said he's not dropping money out of heaven he is placing men in your path that will be the instrument that he uses to be a blessing to your life that's why we never lose sight of the fact that the glory belongs to God I, I love my job. I love what I do. But, but, but my job is not my source. God is. But in my faithfulness to my source, I show up for work and I show up well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't go in there with the attitude. I don't care what the boss say because I'm just going to trust God. Well, you might be trusting God while you're standing in the unemployment line because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And now you're talking about God, where are you? And God is saying, I'm right here. I'm not the one who's not activating their faith. It's you. Because it's one thing to say I have faith. And by the way, that's what I'm talking about tonight is activating your faith. It's one thing to say that I have faith, but it's another thing to put that faith in action. The Bible makes it very clear. I don't have time to, 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 to go through all the scripture, but the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not yet seen. So we know that, that, that faith plays a significant part here. God, uh, uh, Jesus made it very clear that uh, you, you got to have faith the size of a mustard seed if you're going to be uh, in a position to see anything come to pass in your life. Uh, he makes it very clear that if, if, if you're going to move the mountain, you got to have faith enough to speak to that mountain and tell the mountain to be removed and expect that what you said will come to pass. But what we fail to realize sometimes is that faith is an action verb. It requires something of you. It requires that you move into a place of where you're exercising the things that you know God has spoken to you that you should be doing to make this thing come to pass. And now when I use the term make it come to pass, I'm not talking about what some of y'all are thinking because some of y'all think you can be God and you're going to manipulate things and, and, and do it in your own strength and your own might and God ain't in it. I know the Lord sent me this man. Two years later, that ain't God. That wasn't God. That, that wasn't God. Mm -mm, no, that wasn't, that wasn't, mm -mm, no, that wasn't God. But if you listen to counsel, there are some things that you went through that maybe you could have avoided. Let me just put a pin right there. Can I tell you something, Top? New Hope? Experience is not always the best teacher. 
There's some things that I don't have to experience to know that it ain't good. I can look at somebody going through it and say, nah, I ain't got to do that to know that that ain't where it is. And so sometimes you got you to come to a place to where you trust what you're being instructed to do, even when it doesn't always make sense to you. There's no way that you can help me understand how I do better on 80 something percent of my salary than I would on 100. But it works. But it doesn't work until I activate my faith. And so how I activate my faith is when I get that check, the first thing I'm doing is pulling out what I know I owe God and ain't going to worry about the rest a little bit later. But it never fails that God shows up every time and make my 80% or my 88 or 85% way better than what it ever should have been because he's just that kind of God. Now we're talking about the God who took two loaves and five, uh, two, two fish and five loaves and fed, and fed the masses. And see, what some of y'all fail to realize is that when it talks about the 5,000, that was just the men. It's not talking about the children and the women that were also in the, uh, that were out there with them. that also ate and there was still enough to be left over for him to take up and then give to the boy who came out there with two fish and five loaves, invested and went home with so much more. And I come to tell somebody tonight that we're in a season where people don't want to know what you believe. They want to see what you believe. We're in, a, we're in a season right now where people have heard about the things of God, have heard about all this stuff. But, but you got to be the evidence. You've got to be the one that's able to, to, to look them in the face and say, let me tell you what he's done for me. And let me tell you what I did to bring this to pass. Not because I'm trying to be God. You got to hear what I'm saying. There's a fine line here. Not because I'm trying to be God, but because I have faith. I'm going to work. Because I have faith, I'm going to activate that thing. I'm going to move in that faith. I am going to trust God more than I trust anything or anybody else. Therefore, if God said it, I believe it, and that's going to settle it. I don't have to argue with nobody. Just watch and see that God will do everything that he said he would do. Here's the thing. We don't want to do nothing. We don't want to do nothing. Those of us that want to lose weight, we got faith. I, I know it can happen. I know God can do it. But the question is, what are you going to do? Because let me tell you what won't work. Getting that piece of cake and that fried chicken say, I cancel every calorie in this chicken and in this cake in the name of Jesus. I cancel them right now. And by faith, I believe this to be healthy. <laughs> it's not like some of y'all been there. But then you go to the doctor and he draws the blood. And the numbers don't look right. And you're like, I don't know. God, where are you? I've been confessing this thing. I've been believing you, but where are you? And he says, I'm right where I told you I would be. The question is, where are you? 
Because you're acting, you're asking me to do things that you're just predicating solely upon your faith when there's works involved. And one of the hardest things to do sometimes is get church folk who've grown up in the things of God to activate their faith. We can sit here and shout about a new building. I believe God. And we'll pledge whatever and get mad and don't do it. And wonder how come things ain't working out for you. Wonder how come things ain't coming together for you because what you do and what you say is not the same thing. I don't care if you get mad and leave the church. If you made a, if you made a vow to that church, you need to fulfill whatever that vow was from wherever you are. I tell you that all the time because people don't believe that. They, well, the Lord knows my heart. Yep, he knows right now it's stinking. He knows right now that it's rotten and dirty because you're trying to justify your actions in faith when what you said and what you done is not the same thing. He's a forgiving God. Yes, he is. But he's a law. He's a God of principles. He is a God of he is the Lord of the law. And there are some principles in the law that says, if you do this, then you can expect this. But if you don't do this, then don't expect this. And we don't do, but still expect. And God is saying we're in an hour right now where the body of Christ has got to begin to activate your faith. You've got to begin to move to a place where what you say and what you say you believe, you live that out in how you do what you do. You, you make sure that you move into a place of application. I think that's the word that Bishop used in this. That you move to a place of applying this stuff to your everyday life. I want a better job. Well, then better yourself. Get out there and begin to do some stuff that's going to put you in position for the better job. Yes, God's going to give you favor. Yes, God's going to open doors and you're going to give him glory for that. But in the meantime, there are some things you need to be doing to prepare for what you ask God for. I want my Boaz will come become a woman who will attract Boaz. Stop wearing your bedroom shoes to the store. Stop coming out the house with rollers in your hair and talking about you want Boaz. You want a real man and you ain't being real yourself. Come on, somebody. If it's something that you are asking God for, then prepare to receive what you ask for. I'm, I, 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 it baffles me how people fantasize about what they're going to get from God, but yet they ain't willing to give God nothing. And the very minimal things that he asks you for, we're not even doing those things. And we're wondering how come we're not blessed. We're wondering how come our house is not moving in the direction we want to move in. It's not because you don't believe. It's because you ain't working. And let me put it this way. It's because you're not working the belief. Because people operate in their conviction. If it's something that you really want to do, then you put forth the effort to do what you got to do. But if you if you just lollygagging and having a dream of what you think might happen because you saw somebody else do it, you're going to miss God every time. Because the way to get to what God has for you is to begin to activate faith. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I know I ain't hooping and hollering, but y'all already knew that wasn't my style before you invited me. 
Here we go. Question becomes, and this is another question you've got to ask yourself, and I'm almost, I'm, I really am almost wrapping up. What you believe in God for? Is it because it is a God-ordained desire, or is it a selfish desire to try to make me look good? Let me fix it. Let me fix it. Let me fix it. Some of y'all are so stuck on how it looks that you will go the extra mile to make it look like something that it's not. And y'all know one something about Kirkland Smith. Now, I'm just going to tell you, if I got it, I got it. And if you can get it, you can get it. If I don't, you don't. You, you can't. And, and that's, that's just the way it is. I ain't putting no airs for nobody. What I like, I like. And what I don't like, I don't like. If I'm walking through Target and see a, a shirt I like, I'm going to buy the shirt because I like it. If I'm in Dillis and Mason and see a shirt I like, I'm going to buy it because I like it. And not so I can flaunt the tag and say, you know, this came from so-and-so. Right. If I'm driving a certain kind of car, because I like that car. It's not because I'm trying to impress you with the name brand of whatever it is I got. See, some of you are so outwardly focused that you've forgotten that God has purpose and plans for your life that will never be fulfilled until you get to a place to where your heart's desire is not to impress men, but to be pleasing to God. I'm going somewhere. And if you're going to be pleasing to God, the Bible makes it very clear that you've got to have faith. Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's somewhere over there in Hebrews. But here's the next step. If, if I'm going to have faith and really want my faith to work, I've got to move to a place where the faith I have, I'm activating because of the things that I'm doing. I'm walking in a direction that says, God, I believe you more than I believe anybody else. I know the world says we're in a recession. I'm not not going to store up and rob you of the things that you bless me with or the things that I owe you, but I'm going to give you everything that belongs to you and on top of that, I'm going to sow some more seeds. Because I, I heard you saying your word that there's seed time and harvest and anytime I know that I come up against a crisis, I got seed in the ground. Every day I'm planting seeds. I, I don't know when it's going to come up. I don't know when harvest time is coming, but because I believe God, I'm going to keep on planting seeds. I'm going to keep on sowing that I might reap. I'm going to keep on doing what thus saith the Lord because I recognize that at some point I've got to activate who I say I am and what I believe. Somebody put those hands together. Tell your neighbor, activate your faith. Stop just talking about how much faith you got and activate your faith. If you believe in God for healing, then believe God. But in the midst of believing God, cut out some of that grease. Cut out some of that fried food and do your part. Because the problem is, is that not that God is not faithful, it's that we have not been faithful to the faithful one. Because we're asking him for stuff and we ain't doing what we're supposed to do. What I look like on Friday showing up at Michelin demanding a check when I worked for the Department of Corrections. 
Them folk would call the police and the doctor. We got a crazy man over here. We don't know him. He don't work here. Ain't never done a day's work here. And over here demanding a check. And they like, somebody please call the popo to come get him. Because he trespassed. He has no rights to be on these grounds. And I submit to some of y'all, you have no rights to ask God the things you're asking him when you ain't doing nothing. You, show, you, you call yourself showing up for payday, but you ain't done no work. And if you have not done any work, how can you expect there to be pay? I'm going to Michelin. I come for my check. What's your name? James Kirkland Smith. She tapped on the keyboard. I, I'm, I'm sorry, you. You say, what you, can I hold your ID? <laughs> Sir, you, you, you not employed here. Yes, I am. <laughs> I drove up today, didn't I? And I'm leaving for a check. I have no hours worked here for you, sir. And if you didn't work any hours, how can you expect us to give you a paycheck? And God is saying, I heard your confession. I heard your confession. I heard what you said. But I'm looking at what you do. And if what you do and what you're saying ain't matching up, then you can't expect it from me. Because I'm a God of application. And if you're going to see me move on your behalf, you have got to move to a place of activating your faith. You got to stop with this pie in the sky mindset that says, I believe God and, and, and that's all there is to it. No, no, no. Believe God and then put, them, then put the things in place that's going to help you to get to where God is telling you to be. If, if you believe in God uh, for, 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 for whatever it might be, if you believe in God for your children, then, then you can't let your children live any kind of way and then, and then ask God why they didn't turn out right. You know, hey, nothing troubles me more when I work for, uh, in, in other areas where parents will come in and, and they will say, I don't know what happened to my child. I didn't raise him like this. Well, I can show you what happened to your child. They told you to bring him to church for this, that, and the other, and you chose to go do this, that, and the other. They told you uh, to correct him when he was doing this, that, and the other, but you said, oh, that's my baby. I'm going to let him do it anyway. And now you're wondering why what you're reaping from your child is not what you were trying to get because you never understood the process or, 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 the, or, or the mindset or the concept of, of, of reaping and sowing and not just that but activating your faith. If you believe your God is real then you got to teach your children that he's real and not only teach them but demonstrate before them that God is real and because we trust God we're going to activate our faith. We're going to behave like people who believe God. You upset because your daughter wants to live with him and not marry him. Let me quit. <laughs> Let me quit. Y'all gonna, gonna say, easy. He, he judging us. I ain't judging you. I'm talking about what you say and what you do. And when the two don't add up, then you can't expect the outcome to be desired. The tabernacle of praise. I know the kind of church y'all are. And I know the kind of faith the man of God in this house has. I know the kind of faith that brother has. 
Because sometimes I have to stay on the porch and say, well, Bishop, I... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but listen to what I'm saying. And I'm, I'm going to take my seat. I, I promise. I'm going I'm to I'm yell a little bit in a minute, but I'm going I'm to take my seat. Here, here's, here's what I'm saying. I remember when we were planning the, 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 the time that I went with him on missions and the amount of money that he said we had to have. I'm like, where that going to come from? Who going to do that? And he kept saying, Bishop, all you got to do is ask, and the Lord will make the provisions. And so I had to get off my stool of do nothing while I was praying about, Lord, send the money, send the monies, and swallow my pride and do what I don't like to do. I had to ask. And let me tell you what happened. I do hope you can test this. The last Sunday before this thing was supposed to jump off, I was about $1,500 short of what I needed from the Lord. And somebody, when I took the special offering, dumped like $1,700. Y'all remember that? You, you remember that? This is the last day, y'all. Dumped like 17. And somebody, well, I wonder where that money, I don't care where that money come from. To God be the glory. You sitting up trying to figure out things that ain't none of your business? To God be the glory. I told y'all, you wasting your money if you out there trying to pay the lottery. But if you play and if you hit, you owe God a tenth and an offering. And I know that preacher down in Florida somewhere sent the money. Send it over here. And I'll show you how to, to see, let me tell you, let me tell you how practical this is. You don't even know where the few dollars come from that you get in this church now. You don't know that person went in the, in the register right behind you and gave and pulled out money. You don't know if that dollar was in somebody's G-string last night or not. You just take the money and keep moving. I'm just being real. You don't know where the money from behind you came from. It could have come from the gambling table. It could have been money that still got a trace of cocaine on it. But ain't nobody asked nobody what way, what way. No, you receiving. You, you don't know. I don't eat everybody's cooking. Yes, you do. Because you don't know what go in restaurants you eat from right now. I worked in them. And I know what happens behind the scene. That's why I pray before I eat. And I eat. As Bishop told me when we were in Malawi, they eat it, they hurt them. I'm going to eat too. And after two, almost a week and a half, I was pretty hungry. So guess what? That ugly cat running around. I said, God be the glory. You get hungry enough, you eat. So stop acting like you don't. See, we get so spiritual. And then when folk come along and break it down, then we want to look to like, now I know he just said something about a G-string in the pool. Yes, I did. Because it's very likely that that person in front of you got that dollar from somebody who got that dollar from somebody that has stuck it in somebody's G-string the other night. How you know? But you took it. I hear you, Bishop. I'm moving on. 
I hear you. I'm, I'm going to stand over here so I don't get knocked upside the head. But, <laughs> but you don't know. You don't know if somebody took that doll that you got and snorted cocaine out of it just a few days ago. You don't know. You don't know. So why are you worrying about the things that really don't matter? Because you can't do anything about where it comes from. All you can do is know that when it comes to your hands, that it's going to become righteous. Because what you do with it is going to speak to the righteousness of God. So I'm going to pay my tithe. I don't care if I go to the bank and they give me dollars. I don't, I don't know where they come from. But now that it's in my hand, by faith, it has become righteous. And as a result of the money now becoming righteous, I'm going to do what righteous folk do. I'm going to pay my tithe. I'm going to sow my seeds. If I commit it to the missions, I'm going to pay what I put, what I said I would do in missions. Why? Because application becomes so important. You cannot begin to expect God to deliver on your behalf in the way he wants to until you're doing what you told God you would do because you've got to demonstrate by how you do what you do that you believe God that's what the man of God said here he said you know you 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 show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith by my works in other words you got to move to a place people of God where you believe God more than you believe anything or anybody else you got to move to a place where you believe the word of God more than you believe anything or anybody else you got to come Come to a place that no matter what it looks like, I am not moved by sight. I'm believing God and I'm going to do what thus saith the Lord, that whatever he promised me, it shall come to pass. I'm, I'm going to believe God that his word is yea and amen. And if God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. So God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Are you saying go there? Then I'll do what you say do. Because I know you are a God who honors your word honor your word Lord honor your word Lord honor your word Lord but here's what I'm going to do Lord I'm going to activate my faith I'm going to activate my faith I'm going to activate my faith honor your word Lord as I activate my faith honor your word Lord I activate my faith honor your word Lord I'm going to do what I said I would do and I'm going to see God move in every situation. I don't always know what God is doing, but I know he's doing something. So therefore, when he tells me to move, I'm going to move. If I believe God, then I got to act like I believe God. We got a lot of Thomases in the house. Lord, if you show me, I believe. And God is saying, no, you believe and I'll show. Do your part and watch me do my part. I'm the God of everything I said I am. And if you believe that I'm the God of everything I say I am, do what I told you to do. Open your mouth. I'll speak for you. Go to the debate. I'll give you the words to say. Go down there where I told you to go and touch the homeless and touch those that are less fortunate than you. Do what I asked you to do. I, I, I committed a thousand dollars to missions that I'm going to pay a thousand dollars to missions. Why? Because I believe God. And as I activate my faith, 
The one thing that I've come to understand is that God won't fail me. Y'all sit down. God won't fail me. God will not fail me. Men have failed me. Situations have failed me. I have failed me. But God has never failed me. And notice I didn't say yet because I don't expect him to ever do. Because he's just that kind of God. Things get tight. Yes, they do. But God is able. You can take that and XYZ dodge. You get ready to give it to the church and do so. So no, I can't because this don't belong to me. But the one I'm giving it to will, will see that whatever my need is and then what my desires are, he'll come to pass. But the question is, will you believe? And not just believe, but act on what you say you believe. All I'm saying to you, Tabernacle of Praise, is that we're in an hour where it's time to apply the principles of God. Stop quoting the scriptures and start living the scriptures. Stop running around talking about what he did 10 years ago and praise him for what he's doing right now. I don't have no I don't have problem with your testimony of what he did 10 years ago because that becomes your evidence that he's faithful. But what is he doing right now? If he did it for me then, he'll do it right now. I believe you, God. And as a result of my belief, what is it you have me do? What, do I, what, what is my steps? What, what do I need to do, God? And whatever that is, that's what you do. Some of y'all are so worried about what somebody else is going to say. You're praying for God to send you that, 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 that person that he, that he has for you. But yet you won't prepare for what you're asking him for. You, you, you believe in God that you're supposed to be wealthy in, in finances. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be, uh, have millionaires that, but you won't believe God with what little you have now. And you ain't learned about finances. You ain't learned about benefits. You ain't learned about other stuff that might would help you to get where God is saying for you to be. <coughs> And see, for some of y'all, y'all going to miss this because you think I'm talking about trying to do it yourself. No, I'm talking about obeying the word of God. He said faith without works is dead. It's no good. So if I'm believing God to bring me through, then I got to do it based on what he said in his word. And what he said in his word is that what pleases me is your faith. And if your faith is going to please me, then you got to be doing what you said you would do. Who am I talking to besides myself? People of God, the world is crazy. And we watching it go down every day. And we're shaking our head like, Lord, what is the world coming to? When the word has made it very clear, it's coming to an end. We don't have that question because we have the answer. But here's what we got to do. We got to figure out how to be living epistles until he comes again. 
And that requires that you live what you believe. You got to come to a place where you begin to live what you say you believe. We're in an hour where it's no longer okay. Just talk about how you know he's a way-making God. But you can't demonstrate how he made a way for you. And more so than how he made a way for you, what did you do that put you instead for that promise from God? You see how it kind of goes hand in hand? Because I'm not, I got to make sure you understand, I'm not telling you to help God out because he don't need your help. He just needs you to obey. And if this is what he said, do, then do it. I just can't, I can't see it. I can't see how, I don't see, I, I can't see my way. Maybe it's not for you to see. Maybe it's for you to believe and do what he spoke and then he will make the way clear. That's all I'm saying. Tabernacle praise is not enough to come to church and talk about how good your God is and then go out of here and live like you don't know him. Activate your faith and begin to be and do what he says because the greatest evidence of your belief in God is not what you say it's going to come through in how you do what you do some of the biggest hell raisers sometime in the church are the very folk who ain't doing nothing got an opinion about everything think they know everything but ain't doing nothing and so it comes a point where you gotta say now I, I don't want to hear what you gotta say I want to see what you're doing. I got so many philosophers over there at Tiger River. It ain't funny. I'm like, now if you got all this wisdom and you know all this stuff, what you doing here? Well, anybody can make a mistake. Yeah, they can. But I see one, two, three, four, five. Sometimes you made the same mistake now, but you got all this wisdom. I'm not saying we don't fall. I'm saying while we're down there, learn something so when we get up, we don't find ourselves in the same ditch. Okay, I'm done. Everybody stand. Won't you lift your hands? And I'm going to create one coming altar. You ain't got to walk out. You ain't got to tell me. You ain't got to tell Bishop what your decision is. Because we going to know based on what you do. The prayer goes something like this. Father, forgive me. For there have been so many times where I said I believe you. But I demonstrated in my behavior that I did not. God, forgive me for the times that I made vows and promises to you and others 
and when I came through or when I thought I was through, I didn't keep what I told you I would do. I bring myself to you right now, God, as a living sacrifice. And I ask you to receive me and help me, God, to be who you would have me be. Help me, God, to get delivered from the opinions of others and walk in the truth that I know is there. Help me, God, to begin to put things into practice that I know will be a gift to you as relates to what you've asked of me so that what I've asked of you will also come to pass. God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And God, I'm pretty sure this won't be the last time I prayed this prayer. But God, every time I pray, help me to get a little stronger. Help me to become a little more confident. Help me to become a little more activated. That I might not just talk about, but demonstrate who I say I am. I'm done with malice, God. I'm done with excuses, God. I'm done with justifications, God. And I bring myself to you. And I ask for strength. I ask for guidance. I ask you, God, to show me that I might activate my faith. So that in that moment, it will be manifested in me that you are a real God. I say thank you. And I ask you to help me to surround myself with people who will push me to activate my faith and to stop making excuses for the things that I have done, said, or thought in the past. This is my prayer. And I believe you, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will help me to activate on every side. In Jesus' name, I count it done by faith. And I purpose in my heart to live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed it and you really meant it, you ought to give him praise right now. Praise in advance. Praise that says, God, I thank you. And it is so. And it is so. And it is so. In Jesus' name. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise 
at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.